uh, honourable Meshu, you have your hand up. Yes, Chairperson, good morning again and to all members. Uh, I'll be joining Portfolio Committee of International Relations at Korapastan. Please. Honourable members, we are going to lose uh, quite a number of members soon. Uh, Honourable Sheikh Imam? Chair, yeah, I'm joining the Chief Ops meeting at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yes, it does give us a bit of a problem. Uh, Advocate Bial, you have your hand up. Morning, Chair. Morning, Honourable Members. Uh, Chair, I'd like to tender an apology for uh, our Acting uh, Secretary, Mr. Ramaru. He's with the Minister and the Deputy Minister at their engagement this morning. I'll, I'll be here with the Advocate uh, Kutzinger. Yes, thank you. Department. Thank you very much. I was going to apologise for the Acting Director when we got to that item, but thank you for informing us. Honourable Tablanche. Chairperson, thank you. Uh, I, you know, uh, when we are going to discuss the agenda, there's just something that I want to raise. I will keep it till that stage, Chairperson. Thank you. Uh, wonderful, Honourable Tablanche. You'll be given an opportunity then. Uh, Honourable Sheikh Imam, is your hand still up or is it the historical hand? Honourable Sheikh Imam? It seems as if that's a historical end. Um, Babawa, do we have a quorum? Good morning, Chair. Yes, we do have a quorum. Thank you very much, honorable members. Uh, uh, the meeting has started. You are all welcome. Um, as you have listened, we have received a number of apologies. We'll be business like today so that we can cover the agenda. Um, we can have the, uh, I'm not going to have a long introductory and opening remarks. Let us get straight to the agenda. And uh, then we have done the apologies, the agenda, the minutes, and then we get into the business of today. Um, Honorable Tablanche wanted to comment on the agenda. Let us look at the agenda. We have the consideration of the minutes, uh, the adoption of the committee report, then we have a further presentation of the ICRC. I'll also ask um, the department to give their response. Uh, and then I'll also ask um, Nicolette to take us close by close through the bill once more. Uh, Honorable Tablanche, you had um, your hand up regarding the agenda. Chairperson, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you. Chairperson, uh, um, I don't have a problem with the agenda as such. I just want to raise something else, and I know that we are not going to, you know, be able to spend a lot of time on other things because I know that what we are doing is rather important. Chairperson, um, you know, we as committee members and the committee itself uh, are receiving um, a lot of uh, questions, queries, uh, if you like, you know, non-performance uh, from the police. People don't always get the necessary joy, and then they obviously approach the committee, and even the members, you know, personally, you know, they, they address the committee, and all the members, you know, name by name. Um, 
Chairperson, my concern is, and I think we must just decide how are we going to deal with that going forward, you know, because people are complaining now that sometimes they don't even get a response from the committee now. And uh, I don't think we want to, you know, leave that legacy that people, even if they contact the committee, there's still no response. And the question then is, where do they go from there? Chairperson, I think we just need to decide on a process that will be followed to ensure that people are going to get, you know, the necessary attention if the police uh, is not performing. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Honourable de Blanche, we are all in that same boat um, where we have two staff members. We are inundated with questions and um, we are now having to respond on matters which relate to police stations and uh, uh, police stations in its location. And um, it then does make it almost impossible and nearly impossible for us to respond to every complaint we receive. We, and in fact, we should be responding to those complaints. Recording stopped. Um, we, we had those similar challenges with the Central Firearm Registry, where we would receive close to 100 emails a day. We are now receiving complaints, uh, which, as you correctly say, range from matters which arise in communities, Recording in progress. Uh, police stations. And um, what we also found is that initially people thought that they could all rush to the portfolio committee and that they would receive responses from the portfolio committee. It then almost leads to us having to micromanage police. And instead of us doing our oversight work, we are now involved in the day-to-day -day running of police stations, um, which does make it very difficult for us to operate and perform our oversight functions. Honourable de Blanche, the Minister, the Deputy Minister and the National Commissioner are not in the meeting today. Uh, do you accept that we do not deal with this matter uh, uh, in detail today, uh, since we would be basically speaking to the civilian secretariat and not to the people we should actually be addressing our concerns to? Um, so could we, for today, not discuss this in detail, but we share your, the, your frustration. Even the staff, Nicolette is alone. Dr. Kinnis is no longer with us. She is now our content advisor, but we don't have a researcher. Uh, Babalwa is the committee secretary. It's a nightmare for Babalwa. Uh, for us to just um, uh, follow a daily uh, a routine, we send the complaints to um, the the SAPS department. Um, I would like to say that um, Colonel Stain, he really goes out of his way to assist, but the, the flow of complaints and the barrage of complaints is just, just become totally out of control. Honorable de Blanche, do you accept that we need the minister, the deputy minister and the national commissioner uh, when we raise this matter? Chairperson, yes, um, I agree that, you know, obviously we don't have all the people here. And um, 
yes, I think we need to discuss that, you know, when these people are back. And maybe we can we can ask Colonel Stein in the meantime, if you if you so agree, that he should maybe take up, you know, with his uh, you know, seniors there in head office on how they suggest we should be tackling this. You know, because this is now, and I understand that the minister and the deputy, they have their own other thing also to attend to. But Chairperson, then again, today is the third consecutive meeting that our minister is just not here. Really, you know, we need to keep him to account and uh, he's just not available anymore. So I'm also concerned about that, Chairperson. Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you, Honourable Tablanche. We'll um, um, uh, raise the matter with the, the Minister. I do understand that um, with the current situation in our country, the Minister does get called for a number of things. Uh, so if there's a, um, a conflict between what he is expected to do from the side of the executive, um, we do have that kind of tension between the responsibilities he has towards the executive, the president, and the committee. Um, we have normally had the deputy minister here, um, so it does create a bit of a vacuum if both the minister and the deputy minister are not here. Uh, Honorable Shimbeni. Uh, thank you, sir. Good morning, good morning, Honorable Shimbeni. My apologies for not greeting you. <laughs> good morning, Chaperson. How are you? Chaperson, uh, uh, yes, I just want to support uh, Honorable Tupanch. And looking at the crisis that we are having now with the SAPS, it's really, really going to be a problem with us. Because remember when I said that I don't want EFF to be part of this failure by the committee to do its oversight or to hold the executive accountable. Because now we are busy with other things, whereas we can see that our country is going down the drain because of the SAPS, that it's too much political, that it's corrupt to the core, and then we are doing nothing. There must come a week from Monday to Friday where we must be busy with the SAPS chair and stop playing, even if it does. And we must have a physical uh, 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 engagement with these people, not on visual platforms. Let everybody be there. The provincial commissioners, uh, the top management of the SAPS, they call it top management, and then the, the, the minister and the, the deputy minister with the civilian secretariat. Uh, sometimes I think they must also be there because they've got a duty also to look into, uh, they've got a mandate to look into this uh, department. It's really, really, really scary. These things that we are getting every day now we've got questions that were not going to be answered here today. Uh, and things are getting more angrier and angrier. Uh, they regard us as useless chair, to mention it. Uh, that is what they are saying about us, that we are so useless. And then let us stop this thing. And 
I think we must stop now going uh, beating about the bushes, attending to some other things that I think I don't say they are not important, but this is a matter of agency. Uh, 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 SAPS, the country is under siege because of this department. If we can get this department right, our country can be 100% right, Chair. It's really, really important. You look at the corruption in all these sectors. If SAPS is not corrupt, these other sectors or departments won't be corrupt because they are corrupt because of the mother of all these departments is the SAPS. And it's so corrupt to the core. So let us do something. Let us stop these meetings without uh, uh, that are, are not fruitful. And go straight. Let us, even if we can sit day and night, we get a place where we can sleep, work day and night just to deal with the management of the SAPS and get answers from all those patients that we are having. Those that are implicated also, we must see what is being done. There is a lot. I cannot mention it. It is not the right time. But I need to talk. I've got a lot here that I need to be answered. But I see days are going. Uh, people are living as if nothing is happening. No, we can't. We can't. This must come to an end. Let us consider uh, to get a proper day or week, as I'm saying, Monday to Friday or Monday to Monday, we deal with the SAPS management from province to province, and we start from the top because there are things that were not answered. The, the ex-commissioner said that those people must apply for their positions. They did not, meaning that, that it's nothing, it's rubbish. And most important thing, People were given promotions without applications, without being vetted, without being interviewed and everything. Look at what we are today. This is what is happening. They are fighting for positions, corruption, uh, uh, employing their families and all this, promoting their families. Now, SAPS is a garden. No, we can't. We can't accept this. Thank you, Shepard. Honourable members, Honourable Shimbeni and uh, De Blanche and all the members of the committee, we have heard the request for a physical meeting and for the uh, strategic meeting. And um, I cannot uh, agree with you more. We have all agreed that that is required. Uh, Nicolette will come back to us soonest with a date. It is not easy to get a date. So we have agreed on a physical meeting we have agreed that it must be more than one day. And um, if you can give us time, we will come back to you on the details. Um, Honorable Shembeni, you do not need to think that I have not heard you. I listen to all members, irrespective of the political parties. But on this matter of us meeting physically and have in detail discussions with SAPS, we are all united as a committee, irrespective of our political parties. Um, members, could I um, accept that we all agree on this? Honorable members, we all agreed on a physical meeting and we all agreed on more than one day with uh, the senior managers. Are we in agreement? Yes, Chairperson. Okay. Okay. Agreed. Thank you.
Honorable members, that takes us now to the minutes. I'm not going to go through the minutes page by page because what we are proving today uh, would be corrections to the minutes and additions to the minutes. Um, could I uh, then put before you the minutes of the 24th of August? You had the minutes well in advance. Do I have a proposal for the adoption of the changes for the 24th of August? The revised minutes? Do I have a proposal for adoption? There were matters we had to correct. Honorable members? Honorable Sheikh Imam, could you mute your mic, please? Honorable Sheikh Imam, mute your mic. Members, do we have a proposal for adoption? Good morning, Chair. Um, good morning, Honorable Peacock. I propose for the adoption, Chair. Honorable Peacock proposes for adoption. Do we have a seconder? I second, Chair. Uh, we have a seconder, Honorable Siabi. Welcome, Whoop. We hope you will feel better soon. Get well. Uh, could we have the next set of minutes, the 31st of August? Thirty uh, first of August. Uh, do we have a proposal? These are also uh, edited and corrected. Thirty first of August. Do we have a proposal for adoption? I propose for the adoption, Chair Peacock. Honorable Peacock proposes adoption. Do we have a seconder? I second the chairperson. Seconded. Thank you very much. Uh, the 7th of September. The 7th of September. I propose, Chair. A proposal for adoption. Uh, Honorable Peacock. Uh, do we have a seconder? Second, that chair. We have a seconder. Uh, uh, thank you very much. That was the 7th of September. Could we go to the 14th of September now? The minutes have been edited um, and we have all received it. We have corrected the minutes now. Um, could we consider the minutes for adoption, please? Proposed, do we have someone to propose adoption? Uh, could we propose adoption? Uh, whoop, do we have a seconder? Peacock seconds. Peacock seconds, thank you very much. Uh, that takes us to the minutes of the 21st.
Honorable members, do you have any additions to the 21st? We have scrutinized it. The committee deliberations are there. The responses by the civilian secretariat is there. Uh, the set of minutes is very important for our records when we do prepare our reports. Uh, do I have a proposal for adoption of these minutes? Shaky mom, Chair. Shaky mom proposes adoption. Do we have a seconder? Well, I was seconding, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, honorable members, uh, that takes us now to um, the uh, the next item on the agenda. We are done with the minutes. Um, we are now going to deal with the report of the Portfolio Committee on Police on the addendum to the annual performance plan of the Department of Police. Uh, we completed this, the report. You have received the report. The report is before you. Uh, we'll go through it page by page. Honorable members, you have page one. Honorable Tablanche, you have any corrections? Shembeni, Shaky Mum, any additions? The observations, we are now on page two. The observations of the committee, we're going to page three. We have captured it very, very in much detail. Um, honorable colleagues, that takes us to the end of the report. Corrections you would like to make to the report? Any corrections? Additions? Uh, do I have a proposal for the adoption of the report? Chairperson, can I just say something, please? Yes, Honorable Tablanche, before <coughs> you uh, reserve your rights, you may no, say that's something. A, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Thank you, Chairperson. All right. Um, other political parties, do you like to reserve your rights? Honorable Shembeni? Honorable Shembeni? Yes, uh, Chair, I was trying. Uh, it's only that uh, I'm having a problem with my... Yeah, I reserve my rights, uh, Honorable Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Meshu, do you reserve your rights? Yes, Chairperson. Thank you. Uh, Honorable Sheikh Imam, do you reserve your rights? Honorable Sheikh Imam. Yes, thank you, Chair. Yes. Thank you. Do we have any um, other uh, political parties? I think Dr. Grunewald is not here today. He apologize. Honorable members, do we then have a uh, proposal for the adoption of the report? Well, I'm going to move for the adoption of the minutes, Chairperson. Thank you. 
Molekwa moves for the adoption of the report. Do we have a seconder? Do I have a Peacock second? seconds? Peacock seconds, Chair. Honorable Peacock. <clears throat> yes. Um, that takes us to the adoption of the report. Were those uh, political parties who reserved their rights? Uh, honorable members, we will now do um, the presentation by the ICRC. Uh, the ICRC. Uh, did not have the opportunity to address the committee because they could not join us um, last week. We will give the ICRC an opportunity to address us now. Have they sent their presentation? Good morning, Honourable Chair. This is Sarah Mabeza from the International Committee of the Red Cross. May I answer your question about the presentation? Yes, you may. Thank you, Honourable Chair. Uh, we did not prepare a PowerPoint presentation for this week as our latest submission, which was circulated yesterday, is quite brief. Um, so instead, I thought I could just make some brief comments and then leave some space for questions from the Honourable Members, if that's acceptable. Uh, thank you very much. You may continue. Okay. I'll just try to turn my video on. Good morning. Honourable Chair, good morning, members. Thank you so much for the opportunity for us to speak to you again today. We really do appreciate it. Um, I know that we've been taking numerous opportunities to make oral and written submissions, and I think that speaks to the, the importance of this issue for us. Um, we really do believe it is a crucial issue, and so we really are grateful for the opportunity to address you again today. As mentioned, I will keep my remarks very brief. Um, I know that the committee has, has time constraints today, um, and perhaps rather leave some time for discussion if there's any questions from the honourable members. I hope that everybody was able to receive the latest written submission that we um, submitted and that Ms. Babalwa circulated yesterday. Thank you very much to her. It's a brief one. Um, it's less than two pages, and we just went straight to the issues that we think are of the most concern to the members. If I may just summarise very briefly what was contained in that written submission. Um, and I'm just going to go to the issues that I think are of greatest concern. So firstly, on the proposed deletion of um, Section 1.4 of the existing Act, which is what we refer to as the IHL saving clause, I understand that a large uh, reason for the concern from the committee is due to the fact that the FATF recommendations, so the recommendations from the um, Financial Action Task Force, require or agree with the deletion of section 1.4. Um, and in this regard, I just need to point out from the ICRC's perspective that the FATF recommendations are not binding. And they are what is referred to as soft law, as guidance, whereas the uh, provisions of international humanitarian law, which would be protected by an IHL saving clause, are indeed binding, legally binding on the, the state of South Africa. Um, not only is it IHL that is binding, but also the obligations under the 1999 Convention uh, for the suppression of the financing of terrorism, which South Africa is a state party to. And we believe that the interpretation of that 1999 Convention would align with the retention of an IHL saving clause. Um, in this regard, I must respectfully submit uh, that the ICRC does not agree with the FATF's interpretation 
of international humanitarian law or their interpretation of the 1999 Convention um, on the Suppression of the Financing of Terrorism. Well, we think that it, it is an incorrect interpretation, which has resulted in this state of confusion uh, where the FATF is recommending the deletion of Section 1 form of the existing Act. Uh, indeed, what we think is happening is that the FATF is arguing that excluding certain actions from the scope of counterterrorism legislation uh, is what is done by Section 14 and that that is a mistake. However, we disagree with this observation. We believe that incorporating the savings clause in counterterrorism legislation completely aligns with the requirements of the 1999 Convention. And in the written submission, I have set out some uh, justification for that position. Perhaps on that point, I just want to mention that um, the ICRC is noticing a trend where in a number of states at the moment, the FATF is making this recommendation to delete or to not include an IHL saving clause. And this is of great concern to the ICRC. And so we are launching discussions uh, with the FATF headquarters in Paris very soon um, to bilaterally have that discussion with them about this recommendation that they are making that we believe is incorrect. So I just did want to also share that bigger picture. Perhaps a last point on the IHL saving clause is just to share an example, which will hopefully um, make what I'm saying a bit more tangible for us. So I just wanted to highlight that incorporating an IHL saving clause in counterterrorism legislation will not prevent the state, will not prevent South Africa from prosecuting the offense of financing terrorism. While it will slightly narrow the scope of activities that are included in the offence, it does not prevent prosecution of the offence in many instances. So, for example, um, where there is an alleged offence of channeling funds to non-state armed groups for the purpose of committing acts of terrorism against the civilian population, that offence would not be protected uh, by the IHL saving clause, and indeed prosecution could go ahead. So although the, the scope would be narrowed slightly, it's certainly not taking off the table prosecution of a number of offences related to financing of terrorism. Um, Honourable Chair, if you agree, I'll just then share one or two quick points on the second clause that is of concern for the ICRC, which is the inclusion of a humanitarian exemption clause. Again, just a few highlights to note. Um, I think that there's some concern from the members of the committee, which is completely understandable, um, that in including a humanitarian exemption, we are opening the door to terrorist entities impersonating humanitarian organizations. And as mentioned, that's a completely understandable concern. However, as the ICRC, we do not believe that that is enough of a concern to justify the exclusion of a humanitarian my, exemption. My apologies, madam. We, we received your input in writing. Uh, could you be brief, please? Sure. I'll end off now, Honourable Chair. So just to say, I wanted to, to comfort the members of or reassure the members of the, the committee that... Um, Recording stopped. Humanitarian exemption clause is not a blank check in any way. There are a number of ways in which it can be narrowed. We made a suggestion of one of the ways to narrow it, but there are a number of ways. And my main message is to say, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Uh, there might be concern that an exemption can be abused, but that's not a strong enough reason to not have an exemption. Let's rather look at how we can craft the exemption to make sure that it's valuable um, and useful. In the written submission, there are a few examples of how we could very clearly make sure 
that humanitarian organizations that are not exclusively humanitarian in nature do not benefit from the humanitarian exemption. Thank you, Honorable Chair. I'll leave it there, and I'm happy to discuss if there's any concerns or questions from the Honorable Members. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Members. Honorable Members, we received um, the response of uh, the Civilian Secretariat to the written submission. The Civilian Secretariat has, has sent us um, those... Recording uh, in progress. I'm sure you have received the responses and you have read it. Uh, the issue will be further deliberated in committee. Uh, we will go in committee during the clause-by-clause -clause deliberations. Uh, we will take note of the concerns of the members now, um, and it will be highlighted in further deliberations. Um, the matter of the, the Red Cross will be highlighted in further deliberations. Um, do you have any comments, further comments on this, honorable members? You received the responses yesterday. Honorable Tablanche. Chairperson, thank you. Um, I want to thank the presenter for input. You know, it's always good to have, you know, the views from all. Uh, possible angles. <clears throat> and I think you rightfully indicated that we will deliberate on that further. And um, we will also, uh, you know, obviously consult, and we have done it already, you know, the state law advisors to come up with, you know, a proper, uh, well-suited, sorted uh, position. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Tablanche. Do we have any further comments from uh, the committee members? Uh, thank you, Honorable Members. I would sincerely like to thank uh, the Red Cross for all their inputs and for their consistent participation in our work. The, um, the Red Cross was given time and they have been uh, really doing stunning work and, and making very valuable comments. We will not ignore the comments that uh, they have made. They have certainly uh, made us um, aware of certain very important uh, national and international perspectives. Uh, we would have been uh, less informed if they did not do their presentations. So I would really and sincerely like us to note in our report that uh, we commend the inputs of the Red Cross and their participation. Thank you very much, uh, honorable members, and thank you very much to the presentation of the Red Cross. As I said, we'll deliberate further about it in committee. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we, we will then as well keep you um, informed and this will not be the last engagement that we have with you. So our inputs from our stakeholders are very important, and we certainly do have a consultative approach, and uh, the committee tries to, at the end of any amendment bill or any report, we try to have as much consensus as possible. Honorable members, I'm now going to ask our uh, content advisor, Nicolette, uh, to take us through a clause-by-clause -clause, um, analysis or input on 
um, on the bill, uh, the committee would then be allowed to uh, listen to Nicolette. She has done this for us before, and uh, we'll then have an opportunity to re to respond or give our inputs or ask questions. And um, the civilian secretariat would be with us uh, to uh, engage and assist us with the discussion. Um, honourable members, you agree that Nicolette does the presentation now? Agreed? Yes, yes Chairperson. Agreed. Honourable members, I'm sure you all agree with me that we do benefit tremendously from the inputs from, of Nicolette. Nicolette, thank you very much for your hard and professional work, which is normally very objective and professional. You may continue, Nicolette. Good morning, Chairperson and Honourable Members. And um, to just start off, um, I would like to just say that between myself and the um, Civilian Secretariat, we thought it best to contextualise the um, clauses of the bill within the Principal Act to give members more bird's eye view of what the or how the clauses and proposed amendments will play into the principal act. Um, Chair, I'm going to go through the documents which are circulated, and I will be very brief um, because we are pressed for time. Um, Chair, just as an introduction, the Pukhtatara Bowl um, deals with deficiencies by two international organizations namely the um, United Nations Counterterrorism Executive Directorate, which um, highlighted these concerns in terms of the disparity between sentencing regimes, um, a lack of reference to administrative sanctions, and the clarification of the applicability of the obligation to extradite or prosecute principle in our domestic legislation. Um, and secondly, um, the Pukhtatara Bill deals with um, two recommendations made by the Financial Action Task Force um, in terms of the um, mutual evaluation conducted in 2019 on our anti-money laundering and combating of financing of terrorism system. The report was published in October 2019. 21, <clears throat> apologies, apologies and since then the um, National Treasury and various um, departments have been very busy with um, drafting legislation that will adhere to both these um, United Nations and the Financial Action Task Force uh, recommendations. Um, Chase, I noted here the Pukhtatara Bill deals with two separate compliance deficiencies related to counterterrorism, as identified by the um, United Nations and the Financial Action um, Task Force. Just quickly to highlight the parliamentary process. Um, Chair, it was the bill was uh, referred to the committee on the 19th of July. Um, and that seems may seems seem a bit um, long ago, 
that we must remember that Parliament was in recess from the 20th of June to mid-August, which was quite a, a lengthy recess, and thus we are only dealing with it now. And, Chair, I also want to highlight that within parliamentary prescripts, the bill was published in newspapers for a week in all languages, and then the public was given another week for, um, for submissions. Um, Chair, but I think the committee did um, agree in principle that we will extend um, the public submissions process for a further two weeks and that will currently or presumably end at, on the 18th of October as we are planning it currently. Honorable chain members, I've just put in a brief background of the um, Financial Action Task Force um, evaluation and the grey listing notice and that was given to South Africa. Now, in the major evaluation report, um, South Africa uh, rated poorly and we failed in 20 of the 40 um, recommendations in terms of technical compliance and um, failed in all, if, all 11 effectiveness measures. Um, and Jay, um, if members can remember, the um, representative from National Treasury and from the FIC indicated that these 11 effectiveness measures will be um, more difficult to actually address because that has to show um, the effectiveness of the implementation of various pieces of legislation. Um, Chair, honourable members, um, as a result, South Africa faces grey listing by the Financial Action Task Force um, at its February 2023 um, plenary. To address these um, 20 technical compliance deficiencies, 11 of these recommendations will be dealt with by both before the um, Select Committee on Finance and four will be dealt with by regulatory uh, policy and regulations, and then two are dealt with by the current Boktatara bill uh, before the committee. And these two deficiencies mainly relate to terrorist financing, sanctions related to uh, terrorism and terrorism financing, freezing orders and the publication of notices by the UN Security Council. Gee, during a briefing by National Treasury to the Standing Committee on Finance, they indicated that the hope is that um, all these legislation can be um, recording stopped, can be um, passed towards the end of this year in December, um, and that by early January next year we can um, have these provisions implemented so as to report to the um, Financial Action Task Force. Then, Chairperson, in the previous meeting on the 14th of September, I think it was Honorable Whitfield that asked whether all the amendments were necessary to comply um, and to avoid grey listing. 
and where the most critical aspect could not be separated and dealt with separately. Recording in progress. In response, the FIC stated that all the um, amendments proposed in the Pogtatara Bill relates either to the UN um, anti-terrorism um, recommendations on deficiencies and the other by the mutual evaluation report. Chairperson, honorable members, this takes us to the actual bill. Just want to highlight um, the explanatory note here um, indicates that the words typed in bold font in square brackets uh, means that the um, existing um, enactments will be deleted or proposed to be deleted, and the words underlined with a solid line and highlighted in gray indicates insertions in the existing enactment. And um, Chair, I'm just gonna go through the um, preamble, preamble of the principal Dr. Tara Act, but I'm just gonna highlight the changes made to the preamble of the Pogtatara Bill. And the preamble is only changed by the inclusion of various international instruments, um, as highlighted by the UN and to which um, South Africa is signatory or party to. So these are already included. And then these are the ones that will be, that must be included into the preamble. Um, of the bill, um, it's the same with these, and just a, a few of them will be um, removed or is proposed to be removed, and that is no longer applicable. Um, three honorable members, there's a long list of um, international um, instruments that we have become party to since the enactment of this, the Principal Act in 2004. Getting to clause one, um, dealing with the de definitions and interpretations um, in section one of the Principal Act, clause one introduces 21 new definitions, which is related to 10 pieces of legislation, including the SAPS Act. Um, Chair, I must mention the SAPS Act was, was in the, or is in the Principal Act, but it has now been defined separately as the norm is in drafting um, legislation currently. The new definitions um, are mostly related to the Cyber Crimes Act and the Crit Critical Infrastructure Protection Act of 2019. And the clause further amends existing definitions to comply with international norms and standards. Chair, honorable members, I am not going to read out all the um, included definitions, but I've, I have highlighted it, um, such as access is now defined um, in terms of the Cyber Crimes Act, um, similar with computer, computer data storage um, medium, and computer systems, all related to the um, Cyber Crimes Act. Um, gee, then we also have just an amendment here or an update to the Civil Aviation Act. We've included the, um, the Criminal Procedures Act as a separate definition. We then have the Critical Infrastructure 
complex and infrastructure or critical infrastructure and the um, specific reference to the Critical Infrastructure Protection Act. And um, she also important, um, it has been included the directorate, which means the DPCI or OPS as it's commonly known. And she then relating to the electronic communication service provider, we have um, received a written submission from um, the Banking Association of South Africa, um, in which I sought clarity um, with the section one sub E um, is limited to independent service providers. Um, and she in response, the department indicated that it is um, basically addressed by the um, ECA um, in terms of people who is deemed to be licensed um, in terms of any other law provider and electronic communication service. Um, and she, we move on to um, the definition of an entity, which is in the um, current principal act, but is um, amended or proposed to be amended. And to include that this means um, notices published by the by resolution of the UN Security Council. And this is in line with the deletion of um, sections 25 and 26 of the Principal Act, in that the Minister of Finance will now um, publish the notices or resolutions in terms of entities regarded as terrorist organizations or terrorists, um, in terms of the deletion, like I said, of section 25 and 26. Um, Jefferson, we have received um, a public submission by the Banking Association of South Africa um, requesting that the term entity must be um, must be clarified. And in response, which we're not going to go through, Jay, um, the relevant clause in the bill will be amended to align to the two pieces of legislation as indicated by the Banking Association. Honorable members, the um, definition for explosives or an explosive has been um, amended to bring it into line with the current um, international law and norms, um, including pyrotechnic substances um, and the like. Then the um, Financial Intelligence Center Act was included and the um, information infrastructure as um, highlighted or defined through the Cybercrimes Act of 2020. Um, gee, so we can note that um, there's really substantive um, definition changes, but all of them are just in line with recent um, developments in our domestic and international uh, legislation. And also in this one, um, the Pogtatara bill includes um, eight new um, protocols 
um, and conventions um, to the already contained nine, um, 13 in the principal act. So, she and members, we just have the um, definitions still um, going on here. Um, the Non-Proliferation of Weapons of Mass Destruction Act has also been included and um, separately defined, as well as the Nuclear Energy Act. Chair, honorable members, in terms of the amendment to the property, or what is defined as property, we also had a public submission from both the um, AFRI Forum and the Banking Association of South Africa. And the main concern here was um, cryptocurrency that is included. And here, she, um, the department indicated that the de definition will be amended to also include, include a crypto asset um, as a new definition um, into the um, Bokhtatara bill. We then have the regulation of interception of communication and provision of communicated related information act. And software and hardware tools as defined also in the Cybercrimes Act and then the SEPS Act. Like I mentioned, it is in the, the principal act, but it's just separately uh, defined in the bill. Another um, significant change to the um, definitions was that of terrorist activity. And the current definition of terrorist activity is in line with the recommendations made by the Financial Action Task Force to include, um, amongst others, micro well, or um, biological agents and weapons of mass destruction. Um, actions to overthrow the government of the Republic or any other government um, and then the destruction of or substantial damage or interference to information infrastructure or any part thereof. She included here is um, damage to critical infrastructure um, or critical infrastructure complex or essential services. Um, like members can notice, um, in the principal act, there is provision for emergency services, but what has now happened is that it's just clarified that in terms of the Labor Relations Act um, of 1995, we now include that it is essential services and not just um, essential emergency services because there is a, a, a distinction to be made uh, between them. Then she, there's a, um, quite a number of um, offenses listed, and it's all related to the Cyber Crimes Act, um, like unlawful access um, and interception of data, interference with data, um, unlawful acquisition or possession, provision, receipt, or use of a password, access code, or similar data or device in terms of Section 7 of the Cyber Crimes Act. And G here, um, subsection C um, was wholly uh, proposed to be um, excluded from the um, 
from the uh, amendment bill um, because this is very um, thoroughly captured. Chair, as I mentioned, the amendments to the definition of terrorist activities um, is in line with um, the recommendation of the Financial Action Task Force. We had a submission from AFRI Forum um, that this is a, um, for them a, a, a large concern. However, the um, the department indicated that, like they say, granted there is no global accepted definition of terrorism, but the South African Legal Review um, Committee um, has recommended that we include the definition of terrorist activity as opposed to the definition of terrorism. Um, and to the Sussex Terrorism and Extremism Network, um, Stern, as presented by Dr. Um, Skuman, proposed um, the removal of motive, um, and the department indicated that the motive um, issue has already been um, removed from the uh, provisions made in the Bokhtara bill. She, in that thing, brings us to the um, deletion of section one sub four, which is relating to the um, to the humanitarian exemption clause. Um, this has attracted much discussion with the International Committee of the Red Cross, as we um, heard today. Um, gee, there's been a lot of engagement between the committee, the secretariat, and the um, and the ICRC. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the lengthy um, explanations by the um, by the secretariat. But the committee will have to deliberate more on this, um, as Chairperson noted, in committee, whether or not to include this or maybe amend it. But the Secretariat in their um, written response received yesterday, um, they have prov provided a list of examples where organizations have abused their powers in terms of a, a, a humanitarian savings clause. Um, I think they gave about four or five uh, submissions as highlighted by the um, Financial Action Task Force. <clears throat> and um, Chair and members, I've just highlighted here that the deletion was a specific recommendation by the Mutual Evaluation Report um, of the Financial Action Task Force. But um, like the um, representative from the Red Cross um, indicated earlier, recording it stopped. Is not, it is not binding um, to states and that they will engage with the FAFT uh in Paris later um, and we would be um very interested in the outcome of that discussion uh if the Red Cross could maybe um provide us with that. 
Um, she and members just um, the the the, the um, sectariat is very firm on the stance that the deletion of section recording in progress should be retained um, in the book the Tara bowl. This brings us to the end of the um, first clause, which is quite comprehensive. Now, clause two deals specifically with um, offenses associated or connected with terrorist activities and includes specifically um, provisions to address foreign terrorist fighters from the, um, to to include not only the entering through a country, but also departing from or trans, um, transiting through um, a country. And the clause that the um, sex provide, that is an offense to support an entity engaged in terrorist activity. Now, Chair Honorable Member support includes the provisioning of hardware and software tools. Previously, the Principal Act only includes weapons or the provision of weapons. Um, support also refers to the joining of a terrorist um, entity or forcing someone to join. And then also the Pakutara Bowl includes that the receiving of training um, are also an offence. The um, Stern made a submission on this clause that not only receiving training should be an offence, but also the actual providing of training should be criminalised. And this was accepted by the department as a positive proposal, and they indicated that they will um, in fact, um, include this um, into the Bukhutara bill to include online training um, and not only the receipt of training. And as I mentioned, clause three, with the insertion of section 3A, um, which provides for the prohibition of any publication with terrorist-related con um, content, we had two um, public submissions by AFRI Forum and the Banking Association of South Africa, and that related mainly to um, the defense for, um, for, uh, for publishing uh, related content. Um, yeah, I'm not um, going to read through um, this whole section, but it is quite important for members to take note um, as it provides quite an, an extensive um, discussion on um, the publication of um, unwanted or unlawful terrorist-related uh, content. It is important to note that the proposed inclusion of SOP 5 um, was given as a response by the Secretariat um, because this contains the defense 
clothes in which Mame is accused of publishing um, terrorist-related content can arise as a defense, um, specifically uh, carrying out work as a journalist or for academic research. The submission made by Afri Forum specifically related to the violations um, or possible violation among other rights to the right of freedom of expression and share this um, the, the Banking Association submission was a bit different, but in terms of the submission, um, the department indicated that the comments are accepted. However, there is not a necessity to amend the defense clause, as I mentioned above, um, as the defense applicable in the clause fine application to the entire section 3A as proposed to be inserted in the principal act and includes Section 3A, sub 2, sub, sub D. Chairperson, honorable members, moving to um, clause 4, which amends chapter 2 um, relating to convention offenses. This specifically um, addresses the financing um, of terrorist um, activities. And this, um, and also includes the resolutions by the UN Security Council to be published by the Minister of Finance. Um, she and honorable members, it also relates to the, um, to the deletion or proposed deletion of section 25 and 26 of the Principal Act. Um, <clears throat> and this section or clause also addresses specific recommendations by the Financial Action Task Force through the Mutual Evaluation Report um, to avoid grey listing. So, um, Honourable Chair, Honourable Members, um, full sub one I. Um, includes um, now to the solicitation um, or facilitation um, in terms of property for um, terrorist activity. Chairperson, um, it also here yeah, includes um, for the benefit of or on behalf of or at the direction of or under the control of a specific entity identified in an order made under section um, 23 of the um, Bukhtara Bill. And here it relates to the um, resolution of the United Nations uh, Security Council, and that it will be announced by the Minister of Finance. Honourable members, this inclusion also relates to the um, proposed changes um, in terms of the publication of resolutions by the United, United Nations 
uh, Security Council. In terms of Clause four, 5, um, it seeks to amend a new Section 4A um, in the Principal Act in order to provide for an offence inspector for an attempt to leave um, the Republic um, of South Africa um, for the benefit of or at the direction of or in association with a terrorist group. This um, honorable members also um, addresses the recommendation made by the Financial Action Task Force. And we had a public submission um, by AfriForum that it violates freedom of movement. However, this submission was not supported by the, um, by the department. Um, as the proposed insertion is to provide legal certainty that South African law criminalizes situations where person abuse freedom of movement and utilize South Africa, a South African territory, as a springboard to join foreign uh, terrorist organizations. And this also latches on then to the um, addressing of uh, foreign terrorist fighters. Moving on to clause six, um, clause six seeks to amend section five of the principal act in terms of offenses related to explosives um, and other um, legal devices by extending the offense related to terrorist bombing from only public spaces to also include uh, private spaces. Um, and Chair, this is the only um, amendment proposed here to include the um, bombing of private as well, public as well as private um, facilities or property. Then clause seven proposes to amend section six of the principal act related to offenses um, of hijacking, destroying or in endangering safety of a fixed platform by inserting in recording stopped offenses in accordance with international law. Um, it should be noted that similar clauses um, on additional offenses below relates to the hijacking of aircrafts and ships. And just for uh, clarity, honorable members, a fixed platform um, is defined as anything permanently fixed to the seabed other than a ship, like an artificial island or um, um, platforms for oil exploration, um, things like um, like that. Um, she honourable members, this one is just um, ex oh, deleted because it's in line with the manner in which um, legislation is drafted currently. So here we have the new um, offences in terms of uh, fixed platforms. Clause 8 only proposes to amend the heading to Section 7 to also exclude or delete this, um, the A, 
um, referring only to offence relating to taking hostage um, and not a hostage um, in line with uh, legislative drafting um, practices. Um, Section 8 of the Principal Act is not, um, is not proposed to be amended. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, Chair and Honorable Members, Recording in progress. Clause 9 proposes the amendment of Section 9 of the Principal Act in terms of offences relating to the hijack, hijacking of an aircraft um, and proposes insertion and that expand, expands on the method or circumstances under which an aircraft can be hijacked by any other means other than force or intimidation. Honorable members, the bill does not expand on what is meant by any other means um, to hijack an aircraft um, other than force or the threat of force or intimidation. And members might want to seek a bit of clarity um, on what is meant by any other means. Maybe um, for the department to give an example of other means by which an aircraft can be hijacked. So yeah, that um, piece is inserted into the principal act of both. Moving to clause four, and this is very similar to the above clauses um, in terms of the hijacking of a ship or endangering safety of maritime navigation by providing for additional offenses in accordance with the convention of the suppression of unlawful acts against the safety of maritime navigation of 1988 as amended by the protocol to the Convention of the Suppression of Unlawful Acts Against Safety and Maritime um, Navigation that was um, amended in 2005. So this mainly relates to the transport of radioactive material um, and the like. for transporting on a boat or a ship, including explosives or radioactive um, material or weapons of mass destruction, um, as defined in Section 1 of the Non-Proliferation of Weapons of Mass Destruction Act, um, Chairperson and Honorable Members. It further states that, um, or basically exams, in terms of sub four, it states that section 13 of the non-proliferation of weapons of mass destruction does not apply to this. Um, and that act provides that exemptions can be given by the minister um, in terms of the transporting of these materials. Honorable chain, honorable members, moving to um, part three of chapter two. And relating to other offenses, clause 11 proposes to amend section 11 of the Principal Act by substituting the reference to a specified offense with the offense of terrorism related to section 2, an offense associated or connected with the terrorist activities 
refer to in section three and any convention offense or offense referred to in section 13 or 14. Now, this proposed amendment is consistent with the amendment proposed in section 13 to section 15 of the Principal Act <coughs> in terms of clauses 14 to 16 um, that we highlighted below. So, yes, that um, amendment to include offenses in section 2 and 3 of the um, bill. And then clause 12 proposes amendment of section 12 of the Principal Act in terms of the duty to report presence of person suspected of intending to commit or having committed an offence and failure um, to so report by providing um, that no duty of secrecy or confidentiality or any other restriction on the disclosure of information within personal legislation or arising from common law or agreement affects compliance by an accountable institution and supervisory body reporting institution as re defined in the Criminal Intelligence um, Center Act or any other um, person. So, three honorable members, here we have the um, specific clause that is um, that uh, solicited uh, public comment by the Banking Association of South Africa. In that section 12, sub 9, creates a hierarchy of legal obligations. However, the department disagreed with this assertion um, and does not uh, support this um, comment um, because the proposed section 12, 12 sub 9 is derived from similar provisions in section 37 sub 1 of the Financial Intelligence Center Act of 2001. And there's no reason why reporting duty and exclusion of privilege in the protection of constitution on the Tara Act should differ from that of the Financial Intelligence Center Act. Um, then, Chair Honorable um, Members, Clause uh, 13 deals or seeks to amend Section 13 of the Principal Act in terms of offenses relating to hoaxes by providing that the use of false threats to intimidate the public or to divert police resources in order to enable the commission of a crime is um, an offense. This part of um, section 13.1 sub A of the Principal Act is supposed to be um, deleted to make it clearer that um, it relates to a very specific offense under section two and three and sections five to 10 uh, will be committed um, and it's deemed as an offense. And this also deals with um, the criminalization of um, providing false uh, information 
and also the diversion of police resources um, as a result of a crime committed under paragraph C in terms of uh, false information hoaxes. And it states that the offender is liable for any costs proven by the state in that regard. And then it just um, provides penalty that can be um, provided um, if such an offense leads to um, a conviction. Um, Chairperson, and honorable members, um, section 14 of the Principal Act is not proposed to be um, amended, and it deals with threat, attempt, conspiracy, and inducing another person to commit an offense. In terms of chapter three, of the Principal Act, part one, provisioning uh, related to offenses, clause 14 seeks to simplify the language of section 15 of the Principal Act in terms of the jurisdiction in respect of offenses. And this follows directly um, from the Constitutional Court judgment of um, the State versus Oka. Um, that has been explained extensively by the Smolian Secretariat, and it amplifies the jurisdictional issues of the Principal Act, as well as where a warrant, irrespective of offenses, in terms of the Principal Act, uh, may be obtained under our Criminal Procedure Act of 1977. It further um, provides that persons who are not citizens of the Republic, who are not ordinary residents of the public, or persons who are stateless must be advised of their rights to consular as assistance from the state where they're ordinarily um, a resident. Um, the honorable members, the clause um, is in terms of international obligation, provides that relevant governments must be informed of the race of a person for a convention offense. The clause um, specifically highlights and includes that the directorate, and in this sense, the directorate means the DPCI or works, may um, initiate an investigation, um, or the national director may institute a pro prosecution in relation in respect of, and then um, removed is any specific offense as determined in uh, paragraph A for the definition of specified offense to rather say that the offense of terrorism, which is more specific, um, referred to in section two and three, um, and referred to in section 13 or 14. Um, will be included in this uh, section of the Act. And then, three honorable members, um, this part of the Principal Act was not proposed to be amended um, as sufficiently provides for um, the arrest or 
miscation of foreigners. Um, subsection 2A or the inclusion of subsection 2A refers to any person referred to in subsection 2 that may be arrested to be in court pending a determination um, of the issue of extradition. Um, and if members can uh, remember right at the beginning, I indicated that the UN Anti-Terrorism Directorate referred specifically to um, clarification or more detail on South Africa's um, principle or the principle to extradite, extradite um, suspected offenders. And this section deal with any offenses committed in a country outside of the Republic um, through subsection C, D and E, and subsection 3A includes um, procedures where it's not possible to obtain a warrant of arrest for an accused on grounds provided for in section uh, 43 sub 1 sub sub b of the Criminal Procedures Act, um, a magistrate or a district um, of the police uh, registered the complaints may issue a warrant. And gee, this section mainly um, remains unchanged by the um, provisions of the Bakhtara Bill. Then we have the inclusion. To include um, when a person um, who is not a citizen, as mentioned above, um, not a resident or stateless person, um, are provided for uh, to be um, receiving um, counsel and that the um, government or governments with established jurisdiction must immediately be notified through the dip diplomatic channel of the arrest of such person. It just um, subsection 11 provides for the national commissioner or national head of the directorate in terms of the DPCI may consider to inform any other interested government about a person in custody and the circumstances which warrants that person's arrest. And then to further um, highlight the rights, a person referred to in subsection 10 must soon as possible upon arrest be informed of his or her rights to request that the relevant government be informed of such arrest, have access to communicate with the consular representative of the relevant government and um, expect that any communication addressed to the re relevant consular post about the rest of such person is forwarded to the relevant authorities without any delay. Honorable members moving to clause 15 of the Bakhtatara bill, it seeks to amend section 16 of the principal act in terms of consent of national director to institute proceedings 
and reporting obligation and provides that the prosecution for an offence under Section 13 may be institution and may be um, instituted without the written authority of the national director and may be authorised by the relevant director of public uh, prosecutions. In terms of section um, 16 sub 1, um, it is then included that this can be instituted except in the case of a prosecution under 16, um, section 13, um, which is not linked to any other offence under this Act. Um, and she, honorable members, section 13 deals with um, hoaxes and the basic essential wasting of police resources. Moving on to clause 16, it proposed the substitution in section 17 of the principal act relating to evidential matters and exclusion um, for the reference to the Department of Foreign Affairs with um, department responsible for international relations. Um, honorable members, the only um, why this was changed is that in 20, 2009, the Department of Foreign Affairs was renamed to the Department of International Relations um, and Cooperation, as um, indicated here in stop one. No further amendments is proposed to this part of the um, section 17 of the Principal Act. And it brings us to chapter three of the Principal Act in terms of provisions related to offenses and penalties, or two penalties and matters relating to penalties. Now, Clause 13 aligns the sentencing as laid down in Section 18 of the Principal Act with the severity of offenses, especially in relation to the financing of terrorism um, that was highlighted by the um, Financial Action Task Force as well as the UN um, Anti-Terrorism um, Directorate. It basically um, lengthened the imprisonment of various courts, including the High Court, Magistrate, Magistrate's Court, or Regional Court. Honorable members, in terms of this, we have received a public submission from AFRI Forum, in which they expressed their um, concern with the excessive sentencing under this section. However, um, the submission was not supported by the department on account that it is related or very much aligned with international um, sentencing um, regimes. For instance, um, a high court um, imprisonment or regional court is in increased from 15 years to 30 years. Um, the fine is not um, amended. And then also, again, in the case um, being passed by High Court, also um, Regional Court, the um, 
improvement period is increased from um, from 10 years to 13 years, similar in subsection um, E, where the um, imprisonment is in, uh, quite significantly um, increased from five years to 15 years. Um, and then it highlights that in terms of section 24B, the new inclusion sub 12 or sub 13, is liable to fine or imprisonment not exceeding one year of both such fine and imprisonment. And three, in terms of this, it's very important to read it with the um, with those sections as proposed in the Pukutara um, Bill. Uh, as I mentioned, the Afri Forum um, raised concern with this issue. Um, and I also raised concern with the inclusion of what is meant by um, reason will reason really be regarded um, as an introduced form of negligence and sufficient intention of knowledge of wrongdoing for purposes of criminal liability and is likely to lead to complex legislation. However, the department stated that reasonable grounds to believe within the context of this uh, section does not relate to criminal liability and therefore does not establish intention of knowing of wrongdoing. Instead, it sets an evidentiary standard that the state must meet to um, obtain a freezing order, um, which is also uh, quite extensively dealt with later in the Bokhtara bill, the evidentiary standard is applied by a judge when the national director of public prosecutions bring an application for a freezing order. The power is not exercised by a police official. Chairperson um, Honorable Members, during the deliberations, um, members did uh, raise quite extensive concern about the overextension and the possible abuse of state power, especially in terms of emergency or disaster, um, as was seen during the uh, COVID-19 lockdown. In terms of um, Section 19 of the Principal Act, Declaration of Forfeiture on Conviction, the Bokhtutara Bill does not propose any um, amendments. <coughs> My apologies. And then similarly in section 20 of the Principal Act, interest of third parties, no amendments are proposed to the section um, by the Bokhtara Bill. Um, honorable members, moving to section 21, evidence in respect of declaration of forfeiture and certain interests, also no um, amendments are proposed. And that is similar to um, section 22 in chapter four, regarding the investigating powers and facing orders, specifically in section 22, there are no amendments proposed. Um, however, 
Uncle Members, Clause 18, uh, proposes a subscript Section 23 of the Principal Act as a consequence of the proposed repeal of Section 25 um, relating to the publication and parliamentary supervision and expands on the ambit of and what might be contained in a freezing order, the making of ancillary um, orders, the publication of orders, the appointment of a curator at litem, and um, interim orders. Um, and three, all of these are related, especially um, in terms of freezing orders, um, amended by the um, recommendations made by the Financial Action um, task, task Force. Um, it is quite an extensive um, substitution and very detailed. Um, the previous section um, regarding the High Court's um, issuing of freezing orders is completely removed and substituted by a new section. Um, as I mentioned, um, relating to the issuing of freezing orders in relation to terrorist or suspected uh, terrorist um, activities. Um, honorable members and honorable chair, I'm not going to read through the entire section uh, because it's quite lengthy, but it is very comprehensive in terms of the power of high court, but also um, includes protections. Um, as to not um, abuse this um, issuing of uh, freezing orders. I think it's very important for members to go through that prior to our further deliberations in the next term. Then, um, getting to clause 19, he proposes to amend section 14 of the principal act in terms of cordoning off stop and search of vehicles and persons by simply um, providing the inclusion of premises um, and now contains the cordoning off stop search of vehicle, person and premises. And just expands that power um, to also premises and not only a person or a vehicle. It also provides strict um, um, provisions for when a warrant can be obtained um, to do this. Um, and then Chairperson and members getting to clause 19, it proposes the insertion of section 24A into the Principal Act, which provides for the application for the decryption direction by an official officer of the directorate, meaning the DPCI, in terms of section 21 of the regulation of interception of communication and provision of communication related information act. The inclusion of section or 24A proposes quite extensive changes and we have um, received a public submission um, from AFRI Forum in arguing that this um, inclusion violates the RICA and also violates, violates the right uh, to privacy of citizens. 
The clause further provides the insertion of Section 24B into the Principal Act, which provides that a member of the directorate, meaning the DPCI, may apply for a competent court for an order to disable access to internet or social media sites with unlawful terrorism-related content. Content. Um, this is the um, issue that was raised also during public submissions in terms of the, uh, um, decryption key, um, in which it was argued that decryption assistance must also be provided. Um, and they need this um, proposed inclusion of section 24B goes into um, much detail um, on how the DPCI may uh, apply for High Court to, um, to issue an order to remove uh, access to publications on internet or social media sites with unlawful terrorism-related content. Um, it provides also for, it specifies the, um, the process. It also provides some safeguards in terms of not um, abusing this uh, power. Um, gee, um, as members can see, it's quite lengthy um, inclusion but very important for members to also work through um, in terms of the provisions of powers of the person and the um, electronic communication service provider and um, that, for instance, may apply for relevant court for the setting aside or amendment the order um, as provided above within 30 calendar days. In terms of the um, public submissions and response by the um, civilian secretariat, they indicate that the section 24A will be um, revisited to specifically deal with decryption assistance and passwords or other access technology restrictions on um, electronic communication devices and reference will be made to the United Kingdom law. UK and Terrorism Act of 20, 2006. Chairperson, honorable members, moving to chapter five, resolutions of the United Nations Security Council through, through clause 21. It is proposed that sections 25 and 26 of the Principal Act in respect of parliamentary supervision um, is removed. It proposes that the publication of resolutions by the UN Security Council relating to sanctions imposed on entities linked to terrorism and announced by notice in the Gazette should be performed by the Minister of Finance in terms of the FIC Act and no longer by the President for parliamentary um, consideration. This is also aligned with the recommendation made by the Financial Action Task Force 
And um, I've included here the sections that are both to be um, removed from the Principal Act. After forum contested um, that the deletion of these sections unjustifiably violates the separation of powers um, and that section 26A of the FIC Act makes no provision for the tabling of announcements um, in Parliament for consideration. However, um, honorable members and chairperson, it must be remembered for practical purposes. Um, Parliament cannot reject or amend a resolution um, of listing by the UN Security um, Council. The implementation of uh, these designations following the adoption of the resolution by the UN Security Council um, is an executive function. The General Law Anti-Money Laundering and Combating Terrorism Amendment Bill that is currently before the Standing Committee on Finance provides an effect that all notices that relate to the adoption of resolutions by the UN Security Council and subsequent designations and delisting of entities under these resolutions will be issued by the director. Oh, oh Nicolette, we lost you for a minute. I don't know if it was just me. You can continue. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, then moving to, um, I'm almost done. Chapter 6, regarding general provisions. Clause 22 proposes amendments to Section 27 of the Principal Act by providing that any proclamation issue under 25.1 that is not proposed to be um, removed um, stay valid with the same force and effect as when it was done uh, uh, previously. Um, clause 22 also seeks to amend the Principal Act to provide that any action taken in pursuance of proclamation under the now proposed section, deletion of section 25.1, before the commencement of the Bapitara Bill, when it becomes an act in 2022, will remain um, valid. Chen, um, the amendment to section 25 just basically um, states um, the intention of the of the um, clause, as mentioned. Um, and as in a nutshell, that is what the um, what the Bokhtatara Bowl proposes um, to change in the Principal Act. I do hope that members have gained an, a better understanding of the um, entirety of the, um, of the Principal Act in terms of the Bokhtatara Act, um, and that the, um, that the amendments proposed by the Bowl um, is really alignment to international laws um, and um, standards, norms that has been adopted since the, um, or changed since the adoption and enactment of the Bokhtatara Act in 2004. 
Um, I think you too. Um, thank you. Thank you very much, Nicolette. Uh, that presentation was uh, very fair, independent and uh, objective. Uh, I certainly think that our work will, um, will, will assist us in improving the lives of only our citizens, but the, the position of the country globally. I would like to also um, uh, uh, then request, uh, Nicolette, you can mute your mic. A number of members have, um, have indicated that they have uh, connectivity problems. I think that even Babalwa is battling with her uh, uh, connection. Uh, the weather is very bad where she is, so we'll just assist Babalwa with the minutes. Uh, honorable members, I I think that um, we we just have to note the message of Dr. Khanyasa Twalo that um, Nicolette, she just has to clarify that the advert on this bill went out on the 5th of August and the closing date was the 19th of August. So we just need to correct the, the fact that, uh, I'm sorry, Nicolette, when you said the public had a week, they had more than a week to comment, and that that was within the prescriptions of um, what is required of the committee. Um, we'll just correct that. Uh, am I correct, Nicolette? Um, yes, Honorable Chair. Um, apologies that that didn't um, come out um, completely right, but yes, um, it was in um, the week we combined two weeks in completely line with um, parliamentary procedure. Uh, thank you very much. Honourable members, there you have the presentation. Do you have any questions or comments before I allow the civilian secretariat to respond? I could take a list of hands now. Honourable Tablanche. Chairperson, thank you. Now, I just want to thank Nicolette for a sterling job done. I really think this is very, very helpful. And, you know, Nicolette is always, you know, on top of a game. And really, this, as I said, will assist us quite a lot. So thanks from my side for her effort. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Any further hands? I don't see any further hands. Uh, Civilian Secretariat, would you like to comment for today? Um, thank you, Chair. Um, Chair, we just want to say thank you to Nicolette for that uh, comprehensive um, presentation that she just did. It even made me get a better understanding as well. Um, and uh, of, of all the comments that were made and the, the, the responses by ourselves. Um, if there's anything extra that needs to be added, we will do so in writing. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Advocate. Uh, Nicolette, could you just spell out the, the next steps and the way forward from today? Uh, thank you, Honorable Tree. 
the way forward from here is that we have sourced um, quotations for the further publication of the bill for public um, comment, um, preliminary or as we um, have planned, the bill will now run for a period of three weeks, thus extending the original two weeks. Um, then she percent the um, deadline is on the 18th of October, um, and thereafter we will then engage again on uh, public participation and deliberations. But she, we will share the um, the proposed um, program with members um, after after the meeting, uh, if that is okay with you. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, Jefferson? Yes, yes. Um, thank you, Honourable Members. I think that takes us uh, uh, quite a while and quite a way forward. Uh, Honourable Members, do you have any comment to that? Um, uh, Nicolette, is your hand up again? Um, yes, Jay. If I may just quickly clarify the reason why um, we are also um, beginning only towards the end of um, October is that once members can um, come back in the fourth term, we there's a great um, urgency to um, consider the annual reports as part of the BRRR process. Um, and then thereafter, the bill will be uh, prioritized. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nicolette. Members, uh, Surveillance Secretariat, um, are we all in agreement with this? Uh, there's no opposition, so I believe we're all in agreement. Um, that takes care of that item on the agenda. Uh, Nicolette, do we have any further items? Um, Jefferson, I think that concludes uh, the business of today. Um, I think Babala Shami is um, kicked out of the meeting due to um, connectivity uh, problems. But, yeah, I think that is the end of the meeting, concluding business. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, honourable members. I think we've taken all the comments today. We've gone through the bill in much detail and the amendments which is proposed I do believe that we could communicate with each other in writing via email. Uh, we are really progressing very well on this. You also heard that the Minister of Finance in his comments in the House last week indicated that um, we there's a, a necessity to have this amendment bill passed as soon as possible. As I said initially, we will not rush it but we certainly realize the urgency of processing this bill. Um, the meeting is now adjourned. Thank you very much. Good luck to those who are speaking in the House. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chairperson. Bye. 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 Bye.